Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project. The Mesh News Project is the mothership of the Pro 2.0 podcast. You can hear more episodes of the Pro 2.0 podcast without an app at the address of podcasts with an S, podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, that's Z-E-R-O. So that's podcasts dot COINTELPRO, the number two, Z-E-R-O dot com. There's also some companion videos we have for the, the COINTELPRO 2.0, and that is at videos with an S, videos dot COINTELPRO, the number two, and then Z-E-R-O dot com, as well as just the online resource center that is COINTELPRO, the number two, and then ZERO.com. That is a great resource with articles and videos and podcasts all in one. And that is for people who are targets of gang stalking, mobbing, workplace harassment, um, tips and tricks and strategies for whistleblowers and government leakers and even journalists who might be under the thumb of oppressive means or uh, a large group of people who would employ these tactics even on the corporate side, seeing as COINTELPRO 2.0 tactics are also used on targets that, you know, a corporation might deem as a threat or what have you. And since the commercialization of the military industrial complex, these services are available to those who run in those kinds of circles. So visit the website, check out the resource. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, ZERO.com. Hey guys, my name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive, nobody, the big zero, the big goose egg, uh, running the Mesh News Project. You can find us at meshnews.org. COINTELPRO 2.0 podcast is a sister project of Mesh News Check us out at COINTELPRO, the number two, and then zero spelled out, Z-E-R-O dot com. That's COINTELPRO, the number two, and Z-E-R-O dot com. Um, this isn't going to be a traditional podcast. This is just something I want to update people on who listen. Um, this is kind of like a hypothetical, and if anything, it's some, I'm updating some, your software or some people's software. Um, on some pretty important shit, uh, I've been helped out a lot by the the um, the um, military community here and some of the private <clears throat> and public sector intel community through my journey. And somebody dripped something into my ear about something, and they're unsure about it, but they wanted me to bring it up. So I'm going to bring it up for you. And uh, how I'm going to start this is with um, a clip from Happy Gilmore, so you understand the heuristics, I guess. What'd you expect? Norman spends more time in the sand than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it was funny the first time I heard it. Oh, my God. Drink up. Hey, anybody <laughs> tap the keg yet? I'll pump. All <laughs> right? I'm Happy Gilmore. What's up? Yeah, Happy Mark Live. Welcome to the tour. Thanks. Yeah, I heard about that ace you had on that par four. Man, that's impressive. You heard about that? Yeah. 
That's cool. That's a nice jacket. Yeah, it is, isn't it? They give you one if you win the tour championship. Oh, yeah? What's that? <laughs> sort of the biggest tournament of the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, where's yours? That's good. He's a good one. He's a funny guy. Uh, well, I'll have mine, what, three months, guys? Yeah, not if I have anything to do with it, you won't. Oh, look out. <laughs> you better look out, boys. Hey, if you're not doing anything later, why don't you join us at 9 o'clock on the ninth green? What happens there? That's a secret of the pros. All right, cool. Thanks, man. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, I hear that asteroids machine calling my name from the game room, so peace. Oh, and happy. Dress nice, huh? Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> Almost nine o'clock. Okay, so that's a um, clip from the movie Happy Gilmore. Sandman, legend, Adam Sandler. Great movie. You should go watch that movie if you haven't seen the movie. Basically, some guy, uh, he was Happy Gilmore, is known for his line drive. And uh, so he's working with the pros now. Somehow he got on the pro tour because it was a long drive. And um, he was talking with some of the pros and he said, hey, why don't you um, meet us here? It's a little secret. You know what I'm saying about the pros. The pros have this little secret. We meet at the ninth grade at nine. And basically it was just there to set him up um, to get hit with the sprinklers. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is somebody, like I said, locally brought something to my attention. Um, I'm not saying this is what's happening. I'm just saying, you know, there's a possibility that it's a different way of looking at something. And, and I think it's kind of an important thing. Um, <clears throat> he was saying that there have been a couple of young people who work for the intelligence community, um, private sector and public sector, uh, these young people who, when they work for the intelligence community, and if they get caught leaking information to a journalist, a public source, what have you, what happens is, um, these people are leaking information. They know that they're leaking information. How the intelligence community likes to take care of that, if they can, is to kill those people. And it's kind of like, not only does it make them look good to their peers, like I tricked this guy, right? But I'm also, I drink the Kool-Aid, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, help, I'm on the inside and I'm, I'm helping get rid of the rats and whatever. And so they will, if they find somebody leaking info, um, if they can, and it's also a good advertisement to the other young people in the military and intelligence community it's also an, a little advertisement to them uh to the rest of them to hey this is what happens when you leak information don't fucking do it or we'll trick you to kill yourself now they tricked happy gilmore into showing up at the ninth greed on nine right but they said yeah it's a little inside thing so what happens is from what he's what i was being told was these young people um either they're private or public sector or they work for military intelligence and they get caught leaking and what happens is they don't they they know they're leaking but what they do is they don't let them know that they know that they're leaking information 
and then they give them like a special mission or special task that's outside of their scope, right? They might just be, you know, what they call NSA detail or what have you. They might just be doing that shit. And they'll be like, hey, we got a little field a task for you. It'd be like a little bit of a higher up. We got a little field task for you. Um, we need you to be part of, you know, um, what's it called? You know, remember how I talk about signature reduction? How basically the Pentagon now has this 60, 70,000 large force of private intelligence. Um, it's like a, basically a private intelligence army at the behest of the Pentagon. Um, it's called signature reduction. And basically they go around, they do mass psyops. So if they need large groups of people to conduct psyops, to conduct sweeps of entire mil towns that are adjacent to military bases, etc. Um, if they need to put on stunts, like if there's like a, a terror attack stage or what have you, these people show up. That's why there's so many people, 60, 70,000 people, is because they have large scale operations going on all over the place. And they even do it internationally. So, um, what's become popular is in these things is they call them crisis actors. They're not, they're just, um, they're, they just help push the national narrative and they think the ends justifies the means and the U S government understands how, how, how easily viral moments, um, move the Overton window and push the Overton window forward. And, I mean, it's even been declassified. The Newsweek even uh, 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 declassified the stories. There's, they lit, It's literally public information that there's a um, large Pentagon force. So it's a 60,000 to 70,000 um, large private intelligence army. And they have fake identities, etc. And it's for large-scale operations. Um, it's just like that company Crowds on Demand. Which basically, whenever you see a politician, they have the huge crowd show up. That's usually crowds on demand. It's basically people who have to send, sign a non-disclosure agreement. And they show up to political rallies and they get paid like $200 each or whatever to show up to these things and make it look like there's a giant crowd. So you look like, so you look on, at Trump on the TV and be like, oh my God, look at these crowds that he's drawing. It's a real thing. And they pretend to be crowds, etc. And even um, John Oliver has done something... Um, on that crowds on demand, believe it or not, I would type in last week tonight on YouTube and then check out crowds on demand. Cause it's a real thing where people go and they pretend to be people that they're not so they can move a narrative forward. It's a real gross business. They show up to political rallies, etc. but they have to sign non-disclosure agreements and they'll get massively sued if they break character or say that they're getting paid to pretend to be these people. <clears throat> well, the U S government also does that, but they do that to progress the national narrative and to move the needle and to push the zeitgeist around. And um, lots of those people, if you've just seen our my last film. Oh, yeah, I totally forgot. I was just here to tell you guys about this interesting thing. And I totally forgot my... I broke my film up into a series. Instead of a, a three and a half hour film, it's now like 45, 35 minute episodes. Um, I just dropped my latest one. You should probably check it out, man. It's a uh, pretty rad shit. Um, I'm really stoked at how my skill level is gaining traction. And, you know, even though I have to worry about voice printing because they tend to like 
yeah, if I, if I talk on a film, bro, they just, they take it. I remember when in 2020, 2021, I couldn't record anything on my face or my voice and upload to the internet without it getting slapped down. <clears throat> that was just to make sure that I couldn't get my shit out there. Um, today I tried buying, I couldn't, they rejected me buying ads on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and on X. I can't buy ads anywhere where the people are. I just can't buy them. They will kick my credit card. Uh, they will, I'll put my credit card information in, details in, um, they'll just kick the credit card. Um, in 2001, when I had my second film, my whole film come out, uh, they just froze my bank accounts. They just froze my bank accounts for two months because I was making it a habit to debut my films on 2001, uh, on 9-11. So they just froze my bank accounts all of September and October to make sure I couldn't promote my film. But now they're just nullifying my card at any single platform. It's so crazy how the government censors you, bro. Like, you're just not getting your message out there. So that just goes to show you, if someone is telling you this is top secret information, considering, like, the invisible fence that's up, I mean, unless you're, like, Snowden, like, that guy just, he works for the intelligence. He planned it beautifully. Or you're, like, um... Julian Assange, by the way, free Julian Assange, bring Snowden home. Those are two things that need to happen. But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. I just can't buy ads. But, yeah, that guy, Snowden, he really planned that shit really well. Anyways, yeah, you should go check out my film. Go to 2030visionmovie.com. That's 2030visionmovie.com. You can catch up on all the other episodes. I suggest following us on Twitter or checking out our newest uploads on, um, my YouTube page. You can just type in mesh news on YouTube and it brings us right up. We're the, uh, top dog when we type that in, um, and watch the newest film. It's called 2030 vision. Obey the, the it's this year's 2030 vision is called obey.exe. And the first episode is called planned obsolescence. Check that out. Anyways, getting back to it, so these, um, basically, I don't want to call them crisis actors because it's, like, been soiled, like, the, the, the term fucking conspiracy theorists, right? Um, it's, they're basically just perform, uh, uh, um, domestic intel performative agents, basically. Domestic, domestic intelligence community performative agents, performative field agents, they have a fake identity. They have a script they follow, etc. I would just come, yeah. I'll just call them Intel uh, in, uh, uh, performative agents. That's you know I'm going to call it that from now on. Fuck the crisis. Performative agents. So these performative agents do things to move the needle for the zeitgeist. And what I've been told is there is speculation that. What they do is they find these young people in the intelligence community, whether that be private or domestic, um, leaking, and they usually have NSA detail or what have you. And what they do is then say, when they catch them, they don't tell them that they caught them. They make them still think they're getting away with it. And then they, just like with with, uh, Happy Gilmore, they say, hey, why don't you show up at this one place? We're going to need you for, you know, do, do, do field performative agent shit. 
we're going to need you to do this, right? We need it. If it's, you know what I'm saying? It's the injustified means we need you to be a, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, a good soldier or whatever, right? Since you work in our intelligence division, we, we need you to do performative agentship in the field. And they'll have a role to play, etc. We need you to show up here. Just like with the Happy Gilmore shit. And what happens is it's a setup to have them kill themselves. Right? But they show up and they're eager because they're... Especially if they are secretly leaking shit to journalists, um, etc. They don't want to raise any alarm or like, no, I don't want to do that. And then like... Well, why are you worried? Are you worried that we're... That's really weird that you're worried. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to do that. They don't raise an alarm. So almost always they go, yeah, totally. What do you guys need me to do? Yeah, totally. And so what they'll have them do is they'll bring them out of that, you know, information intelligence and they'll bring them into that field, um, in the field doing that performative agent shit. And so what they'll do is be like, hey, we need you to do, you know, some uh, performative agent shit and we're going to need you to show up to January 6th. Um, or we're going to need you and don't worry, our guys are going to be right there. We're going to need you to light yourself on fire. Um, and don't worry, we're going to be right there and we're going to put you out and you're probably going to be a little burned, but don't, we're going to give you the best medical care, etc. And so basically the rumor is that two such cases, like with Ashley Babbitt, believe it or not, Apparently, she was private sector intel after she got out. And like like I said, this is like I said, this is rumor mill coming through to me, but I still think it's important enough to share with you. So you guys communicate it to other people to watch out for this because, you know, I don't think people should be leaking information. But if the U.S. government is doing illegal shit where it's harming their own people. Um, that's against the constitution. You're not supposed to do that shit. Uh, I think even Jimmy Carter, um, wrote some pretty gnarly executive orders saying that the intelligence agencies are not allowed to plan the harm of American citizens. He wrote some really gnarly uh, executive order outlining that Jimmy Carter did. But anyways, they're using these performative events that they already need people to show up to. And it's already a normal thing for people in the intelligence community to know, hey, we need some agent performers. We need performative agents. We're going to try to move the national narrative or what have you. I mean, you guys don't even understand how involved our intelligence community is into moving the zeitgeist. There's even been a confirmed meme department, meme, meme department in the Pentagon. The Pentagon runs a meme department. Because they understand how powerful memes are at moving the national narrative. They're so involved in pushing the national narrative to for regulation, etc. that they want to popularize. So it feels like it's our idea. Well, you know, the bad thing happened, so we got to pass a law. Remember, I told you, the difference between now modern China, which has the two systems, it's not like regular communism. Because somebody quoted, uh, somebody commented, like, well, communism, there's lots of other things. Like, no, the new version of communism, I don't mean old world communism, like Russian communism, I mean Chinese communism when I talk about it now. My last episode, I talked about uh, how communism and late stage capitalism, I guess. Remember how that's not even a thing? Late stage capitalism is just a fancy word for not capitalism. Uh, it's, we're getting into, it's neo feudalism. 
but you just can't say it's feudalism because that'll scare people. So they call it late stage capitalism, but it's neo-feudalism. That's our system now, neo-feudalism. Um, but it goes right back to that thing I was saying in my last episode that the only difference between China and the United States is the United States feels like they have to convince their citizens to do shit. Whereas communism just tells them to do shit. But they still have status. They still have status games. I'm using this term now, status, too, by the way. I've been using the word ego a lot. Uh, that Rogan Show guy, he had this uh, gentleman on. I'm going to fuck his name up. A very intelligent gentleman. He came there promoting a book, and I've been calling it. I've been saying the word ego a lot because, uh, but status I think is a better word. What's his name? Let me bring him up here really quick. And hurry up. No. Will Soar. Will Soar. He has this book called, it's W-I-L-L, Will, and then Store. S-T-O-R-R. Will Store. He's got this game book called The Status Game. Um, Really, really good podcast. It's the first, like, heady podcast that guy's had in a while. Um, we've been having a lot of celebrities on lately. Uh, but, um, but essentially, it's, there's still status in both systems because, you know, China is capitalism it's capitalistic communism so they have the status game so you know it it is different anyways getting back to the actual reason why i'm making this podcast is essentially what the speculation is is these guys get caught leaking information and then like i said they if the people in the intelligence community love to if they catch someone leaking uh, if they can someone will try to trick them into killing themselves Um, and they've been using this performative agent shit to do that because some of these performative agents and performative agents do some pretty wild shit and they're very successful moving the national narrative. I mean, January 6th is one of them. Um, by the way, uh, that my latest film has to do with January 6th and it being about something you weren't even expecting. God damn. You weren't even expecting Anyways, long story longer. You got to watch my latest film. Um, so they're using these performative um, intel sectors to trick people that normally spend time behind a computer. And they go, hey, do you want to you wanna try? Yeah, how, about, how about you try something with us? We're going to need you to do some little stunt. Don't worry. We're going to have our people there. You're going to be safe. We're going to need you to play this role, etc. And then they get them killed. And so I'm just putting this out there because, like I said, somebody poor, uh, poor, uh, 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 bend my ear and said, hey, you know, bring this up. Let people know this might be a thing. Uh, we're, we're, we're thinking that they're doing this shit. So, you know, I don't know how if people from the intelligence community out of the 70,000 people that even listen to this damn podcast. Um, but you guys got to watch out. If you are leaking information, just do not do that shit watch out because that could be a trick just like shooter mcgavin did to happy gilmore where he tricked those guys into a where he tricked happy into coming somewhere right so he can get hit with water that's it's just water but that can also happen if someone's been leaking information then all of a sudden 
somebody comes like, hey, hey, I need you to do this one thing. We're going we're gonna to move you over to here. And we want you to do this for us. And they don't want to raise any alarm. So they'll be, oh, absolutely. And it ends up being a trick, just like the Happy Gilmore clip. So from what the rumor is, and I hate to use this podcast for a rumor mill, rumor mill, but like if it was rumored that you could possibly get hit by a car crossing the street by not looking both ways, I'm still going to tell you, hey, I don't know a lot of people, even though I've been hit by a car. Um, I don't know a lot of people who get hit by cars these days, but what they're saying is you should maybe look both ways before you cross the street. Let's basically call this podcast that. But if you are in the intelligence community, what have you, and then maybe you have been, you, you know what I'm saying, they shift you over to do something like that, watch out. It can be a trap, apparently. And so that was the case with Ashley Babbitt, supposedly. Um, she was private sector after she after she got out. Um, and she's from San Diego. And then they told her to show up, what have you. But apparently, from what the rumor is, is she was caught leaking shit. And they wanted to use her as an example. And then it gets it gets like communicated to people in their in their in their sphere of influence um that yeah, well, you know what? That's what happens when you fucking when you're a little rat. You know what I'm saying? You you go to protests and you get shot. That's weird. Like they'll kind of advertise it to other people within their group and be like, that's what happens. So she was so supposedly she was one of these performative agents. And they use that event to try to get rid of her and advertise, this is why you don't fucking leak shit. And then supposedly the same thing was happening with, like I said, supposedly, I'm not saying it is, somebody bent my ear, I'm using my podcast audience, hopefully to reach other people to say, yeah, watch out for this. Yeah, I could totally see how this happens. I mean, I was just thinking off the top of my head, like, isn't that like something I remember from Happy Gilmore? Like, they did that. Like, hey, show up. Yeah, no, it's no, no big deal. And it's a total setup. I mean... It, it was in a fucking movie. I'm pretty sure that can happen in real life. You know, that didn't seem too far-fetched. Do you know what I'm saying? Of a scenario. Especially now thinking like you're not trying to raise any alarms and you are leaking shit, but you don't want to let these people who now all of a sudden volunteered you for this new thing that you're not used to doing. And supposedly with uh, Aaron, who just lit himself on fire, is people were supposed to show up very quickly with fire extinguishers so he didn't get burned too badly. And then he ended up um, fucking dying instead. And basically the rumor is that he might've been leaking shit to some journalists or something. And they asked him to do this and, you know, Oh yeah, sure. And I'll do it for the whatever. And it was their way of getting rid of that motherfucker. I don't know if that's true. And I'm not trying to sully his sacrifice at all. If it was legit, but like I said, it's enough of a precaution for me like, just like saying, hey, you know, I don't know a lot of people get hit by cars, but maybe look both ways. If there's any people in the intelligence community who listens to my podcast, just be aware. Or if you know somebody or what have you, I don't know how it gets circulated too much. Um, you know, if you guys download it or share it with other people, if you listen offline, I, I, I can't assume everyone listens to podcasts and shares podcasts like I do. But I can see the numbers at least. Um so just watch out, especially people in the intelligence community, etc. Watch the fuck out because they could use this to trick you. And it's already a common thing in the intelligence community to have these performative agents because it's been so effective. 
Uh, I mean, fucking a corporations do it. Go to crowds on demand. Type that into Google. They just pay people to show up and pretend to people be people that they're not. It's like a normal thing. People get paid good money to do it too. They just show up and they they're given a script. They're told that I mean, you should watch last week tonight. I think I've brought it up on quite a few episodes. Um, they'll show up to city council events when there's going to be like county votes on things and people will show up. They don't even live in the county. They'll just show up and start talking shit about some bill or some power plant that's going to be built or whatever. And, and be reality, maybe a local realtor wants to actually buy the property. The power plant's going to be built on. That's going to give everyone the, in that city free, uh, cheaper power. But a real estate agent wants the, the land to develop on, so he'll hire crowds on demand for a bunch of people who to show up who don't even live there. It's a real thing that happens, and they do it, and it's not illegal. Uh, uh, John Oliver, on Last Week Tonight, did a great uh, breakdown of it. Um, crowds on demand. So, But the U.S. government does this shit, too, because it's so effective. Uh, because it hacks your brain for, remember, there's only six um, scientific ways to make your brain think something is real without proof or without facts. One of those things is consensus. And that's what these performative agents do. Um, they generate false consensus and they know how to engineer viral moments now, etc. And sometimes they could use these as uh, disciplinary um, means and to advertise to other people in that person's sphere not to leak information and to trick people into showing up for something they don't normally do. Um, and they don't want to raise alarm because they have been maybe leaking information, what have you. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to lessen Aaron's sacrifice. And if he really believed that, what have you, um, you know, and, and to make, you know, so hopefully they didn't hand him this role they wanted him to play and, you know, lay down all this backstory, et cetera. I mean, they do it for undercover cops. Undercover cops have fake backstories, fake social media history, et cetera. It's all plugged into the Justice Department. They can just generate it at a key and they, they'll throw the dates way back on shit. You know what I'm saying? To make it look like they have this long history and long, long social media history of shit under their new fake name and identity. It's fucking the justice system's plugged right in. Um, FBI is plugged right in. It's a super easy thing for them to do. I'm just saying, but since this has been raised, this has been, this has been raised to me that young people looking to move up in the intelligence community, um, they're thinking that they might be trying to trick people if they get them, catch them leaking to, um, do these performative agent things. Um, and so they don't want to raise any alarms. And so they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And what happens is, is they set them up to get fucking killed. And supposedly, like I said, this is the rumor. And it's more of a precaution. Um, and it got communicated to me and I'm communicating it to you. And like I said, it's just the same way of you saying, like, look both ways. I don't know a lot of people got hit by cars. But, you know, they're saying it's a good idea to maybe look both ways. I'm saying, you know, especially the intelligence community. I don't know if the people even from that um, wing of the... Uh, if that's part of my demo. Um, but just know that there is some speculation that there's a possibility they could be doing shit like that to set people up. I mean, it can't be too fucking far-fetched because a movie from 1996, literally, Happy Gilmore, like, it's the same setup. And, I mean, it didn't, that didn't seem, like, when the first time you saw the movie, that it, it didn't seem very you know, nefarious until after the scene happened, you're like, oh, well, no, they set him up to do and do the thing. So just 
Watch out, people, young people trying to climb the fucking ladder. If you switch over to the private sector, you're from the public sector, you switch over to the private sector, or you're staying in pu- public sector, they like to make examples of people. And because this new performative agent shit is all the rage, and because now the U.S. government knows how to create viral moments to push a national narrative, they have, I mean, the fucking Pentagon literally has, it's, it's public knowledge, they have a fucking meme department. And many of your most favorite political memes, um, you know, left memes, right meme pages, the most popular ones, a lot of those are run by the fucking Pentagon. So, like, understand, like, you need to watch out. Like, the propaganda is strong these days. And because digital makes it so you can just be anybody online. And I can only imagine how they're going to sprinkle in, you know, saying all this new technology popping up into that. But... Watch out for that, people in the intelligence community. If you are caught leaking, they could trick you into doing some of this performative agent shit, right? And you want to move up through the, you want to move up through the, um, in the intelligence community, whether that, you know, you're going to cross over to private sector or public sector, and they could be trying to make an example of you, and it could be a trick. And like I said, there's speculation. I'm not planting my flag on it, but it's enough for me to bring it up to you That's there's a possibility that's what could happen. Could have happened to Babbitt if she was told, "Hey, we need you to show up to this thing, and it's a fucking, and we're gonna have you go into a certain thing. We got this whole script played out for you. You're gonna do this thing, and then like she got fucking capped, and they were just planning on fucking killing her. And that was a good way to sweep her under the rug. Um, and the same thing with Aaron, who just recently." committed self-emulation, the plan was, okay, I'll light myself on fire, but you guys are going to show up and put me out real quick, right? Okay, so I'll get burns, but I'm going to be all right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, 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 totally. No, but you're going to show up fast, right? And they're kind of saying, like, it was kind of obvious because after he screamed Feed Palestine the second time, he was kind of, like, looking around at people like, no one's coming to fucking put me out. And so he just kept screaming free Palestine because he didn't want he he didn't want to go off script. And then they just actually let him die, which is why they pointed guns at him instead of put him out. And so they tricked him into doing that because they caught him leaking information, supposedly. I'm not playing my flag on it, but it's enough speculation communicated to me. And I have this audience, and we built this together, where I feel like I should communicate it to you. That they're out there and they're doing some fucking scandalous, possibly doing some scandalous shit. And um, I was rec- I was asked to communicate that. So it's a fucking tragedy, you know, regardless. I'm not trying to lessen his sacrifice. Um, but understand that there are different ways of looking at this very exact same situation that you wouldn't think to think of it that way. And now that I've explained it this way and I've given you like a premise and showed how it could be used in the real world and everything. And I got a movie clip to show, you know, exactly how, you know, the trickery happens. Except now it's like, oh, yeah, well, that is kind of plausible. But that's the thing is you just. I tell everyone, like, if you're ever curious about this world, the first thing you should do is learn to kill your ego and just be like, I don't know anything. Just tell yourself, I don't know anything and I'm open to any idea about how to look at something. And that's something kind of 
notorious with the crypto slash, you know, intelligence community shit is there's a lot left to be up for interpretation. I mean, for God's sake, the CIA invented the term plausible deniability for a reason. But this is just a different way of looking at shit. And that if leakers get caught, like, you don't understand, Snowden, Assange, uh, um, those guys are rock stars. Do you understand? They're the Michael Jordans of leakers. Many leakers get killed. They get silenced. They get um, tricked into leaving the country. And then they can't come back in. Um, there's lots of people who do not make it, bro. Think of it like becoming a celebrity. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, think of it like becoming a celebrity. Like, there are just so many fucking people in Hollywood trying to make it. And only a very select few ever become those top 20 million. Like, a select few people become that guy, that girl. Think of leakers the same way. There are many fucking people who get a hold of some shit. And that shit fucking does not pan out. It's not always like you like I'm learn I'm personally learning this fucking lesson. Like then you get people who trying to fucking turn th- who start to look at you like a loot box. Well, hey, shit, this guy's information checks out. But I want to be the guy famous for this shit. How about we try to fucking shovel dirt over this dude? And then you know what I'm saying? You know what a loot box is? You know when you kill somebody in a game and then they drop all their weapons. And then you go and you fucking snatch up all their shit. Like, there's a lot of that shit going on in this game. You don't even understand. They'll try to fucking get you killed and they'll take your shit. And then they'll get popular off of it. Like, that's a real thing that happens. There's, like, a lot of people don't understand this whole whistleblower game, this leaker game, bro. There's a lot of crab theory in it. A lot of people who looking at you be like, how? why can't I just take your thing and fuck you? How about if I just take your thing and fuck you and then my life gets better? You know, there's just, Snowden is a fucking rock star. Assange is the rocks, is a rock star. He's a fucking LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? They're Kobe and LeBron. Um, not everyone is Kobe and LeBron. A lot of people play pickup ball. So, so understand that there are stories like this that happen in the intelligence community. And from what I'm being told is they've been pretty successful into tricking people that they know are and signals intel and and information and have access to information leak it to journalists etc and then what they do is they trick them into doing these uh, performative things and it ends up getting them fucking killed and it's on purpose and it's by design and since they don't want to raise any red flags they of course they uh say yeah totally and just like that happy gilmore clip where they fucking set him up you know what I'm saying? Because it didn't seem like anything he had to worry about. And I, I think I'm I think I'm covering my tracks. I don't think they know that I'm fucking... I'm doing, you know, saying dead drops and shit like that. So, just know that's a thing. It's a bait and switch. Um, a performative, you know, it's a, it's a bait and switch for performative agents. It not only uses them as an example, but it also gets rid of the problem. And it also helps the people who ended up tricking them, makes their reputation go up in the intelligence community. They're like, oh shit, that motherfucker eats people. You know what I'm saying? He kills people in, in this game. He's got a reputation in this game. So I just want you guys to know that. I thought that was important information. Um, free Assange, bring Snowden back home. 
Assange, man, he's up against, like, they're doing the final decision, man. Like, I don't know how many people from the news media listen to my podcast, but damn, dude. We could save this dude's fucking life. People don't understand. This is a fucking commercial for what they are about to do to the First Amendment. Even if you're a corporate journalist, even if you're a sellout corporate journalist, fuck. And you got to toe the line. This is the one time you can't do that. Do you understand? Corporate journalism, it's your job. Because sometimes you do need to do your fucking job. Right? It's a slippery fucking slope, dude. It's two weeks to stop the spread. And then it's, well, you stay home for a month. Then it's, don't, you can't leave the house without a mask. And then it's like, well, you can't go back to work unless you have this experimental shot. And then it's, you better get this shot. You're the reason why everyone's staying in the house. This is the pandemic of the unvaxxed. And then now we're getting all these fucking people dying in 20s, dying of the heart attacks and fucking blood clots and shit. Like, bro, holy fucking shit. It's a slippery slope and it doesn't seem like it can happen fast. But how fast did shit happen during the pandemic? First, it was like, yeah, everyone go home. Hey, Netflix, Tiger King, right? They made it seem harmless. Then all of a sudden, we're home for five months. We're all fucking broke. Desperate for this fucking vaccine. They were making us desperate. So we take the juice, bro. Like, it's a slippery slope. And they, they are, they're holding all the chips. You just cannot not bring up Assange every day if you can, even at like I do at the pot towards the end of my podcast. I try to at least, um, uh, sometimes I'll be in the zone and it's my fault, but you know, I try to, but you know, just say, Hey, free Assange, you know, bring Snowden home. That takes five seconds in your media thing. I don't know how many people journalism, but like we can't in right-wing journalism and left-wing journalism and independent journalism, uh, newsmakers, news content creators, what have you, nobody can drop this fucking ball because they will. This is a fucking commercial. You understand? This is an advertisement for what they will fucking do to all of us. We cannot let this go. We can't just be, you know, day X came. Um, my, the whole day on day X, I was just, I have a small audience that follows me now. We've had our Twitter account nuke so many damn times. I've had to grow that thing so many times. It's it sucks, man. But um, all I did all the all, all I could do is be a megaphone for what was going on because it's all the way in the UK. I can't protest. You know, I bought the megaphone and everything. I thought this dude was gonna come here on a plane. Shit, I bought a megaphone. I was gonna be outside the airport. Like you have no fucking clue down here. But you can't stop making noise in the media. Every, if, every time you have a show, just end it with free Assange or, do you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, something, something. But now we're hearing the last of this guy's testimony. If they bring him here to the United States, he's, there's something very special with his case where basically there's no way to defend against espionage. Because it's up to the state to define what espionage is. It's not like murder. Like, well, is the person dead? Yeah, the person's dead. Okay, well, then that's murder. Espionage is up to the tolerance of the state. And if they're willing to extradite him here, it just means they're going to put him into a kangaroo court. And then if they successfully do that to him, give him 175 years, they're now setting a precedent. They're like, hey... 
everything is going to change now. If you do something we don't, if you report something we don't like, we will put you in jail for longer than a human life. Okay, this is a fucking commercial for what they're about to do to the First Amendment. Okay, if you love your fucking country, I don't care if you're a right winger or a left winger or what have you, or maybe, you know, there's peer pressure in your newsroom to fucking say shit like, well, you know, he, he fucking risked lives or whatever. Cool. That's your opinion. But also, also, all right, Chelsea Manning, who leaked him the information is out of jail. A pardon by Obama must not been that big of a fucking deal, but they want to give him 175 years. This is, they're trying to send a message. They're going to change they already fucked. There's already no Fourth Amendment, you guys. America. <laughs> America. <laughs> right? There's already no Fourth Amendment. The NSA, literally, the every day the NSA exists, they are breaking the Fourth Amendment of unlegal search and seizure. Did you, a lot of people don't know that. Every day the NSA breaks the Fourth Amendment. It's an illegal organization to even exist. Like... So the Fourth Amendment is gone. It's over with. We've lost that. We've lost our, a piece of our Constitution. The First Amendment is about to fucking go. It is a commercial for what they will do to all of us if the government just decides what you have to say or maybe somebody leaked just a little something. That's espionage. That's espionage. This is espionage. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, uh, fucking three, I saw a three-star general, um, you know, eating a hot dog on a fucking stick. And then all of a sudden they, oh, whoa, whoa, you following him? That's espionage. It'll get fucking that stupid. It sounds silly, but it's called a fucking slippery slope for a reason. We just went through one with the fucking pandemic. Like, you, we all can't not be vigilant. Fuck, I can't stress that enough. We can't, uh, no, like, they're going through their final discussions. They're about to rape the fucking First Amendment forever. We will not get it back. You understand? Like, people in power have this pattern of once they take away some of your liberties, they don't give them back. They just don't. You have to wait for a revolution. A fucking revolution to get it back. All right? How many of you guys want to die? Or we can avoid the whole everyone has to die to get our shit back. And we just stay vigilant and everyone lives, right? Everyone lives. It doesn't seem like it's going to get that fucking stupid, but it will. It fucking will. So right-wingers, left-wingers, independent media, even if you think what he shared could have damaged blah, blah, blah. Chelsea Manning's out of fucking jail, bro. So at the most, he should have served at least equal time to her. Okay? He served over that in house arrest for seven years. And now what is it? Four years? In Belmarsh, going on five, I think. You can't not make noise. If you have a mouthpiece, if you have a show, if you saying you have a social media account, you don't, maybe you don't make news content. Maybe you just like to listen and, and, and pay attention and learn things. And that's super rad too. Follow WikiLeaks and just every time they post something, repost it. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe add a little commentary. Do you know what I'm saying? Just every time you see their shit fall up in their feed, repost it. They're constantly posting about Julian. Just repost it. Just repost it if you can. If That's all you can do. But if you make content, if you make news content, if you journalism content, every day until we get this decision, we need to remind people to free Assange. Take 30 seconds. Take 60s and just understand that it starts with this dude. 
All right, this is a fucking commercial for what they're about to do to our First Amendment rights. All right, and we can't let that product launch. You feel me? So, like, bring it up, repost shit. Uh, if you have a if you have a show, a new show, a small podcast, even if your podcast is about fucking sports, sports journalists. All right, sports journalists, you should fucking talk about Assange, right? It doesn't seem like your sphere of influence. Fucking A, it is. It's your ability to say whatever the fuck you want. It's the First Amendment. It's it's everybody. If you make any kind of content, it's this is everybody's fight now. This is everybody's fight. Because you can't define espionage. The government does. And it's up to interpretation. It's not a, it's not a laid out set of rules like the rest of our crimes. And this is what the, this is what the First Amendment will be turned into. We can't let this happen to this dude. So I feel like I've explained myself enough on that. But free Assange, bro. Bring Snowden home. Absolutely. He seems like he's in at least a safe enough place to be a holding pattern. We should really focus on Assange. Don't forget about Snowden. That dude sacrificed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Living in the United States. He lived in paradise in, in, in Hawaii. Like, now he's, you know what I'm saying? Now he lives in Russia. Um, but, like... So his sacrifice can't be, you know, uh, 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 you know, lessened. But Assange, we just cannot let this happen. We cannot fucking let this happen. You need to bring him up every day. Uh, repost this shit. Just follow WikiLeaks. Just follow them. They post all day throughout the day. And then every time they post, just hit the fucking repost. But I mean, like how many calories? I mean, I'm tapping with my finger right now. How many calories is that? How many calories is that? If you have a podcast, uh, I think I was, I, I, I listened to like a block of Rogan recently. Um, I used to try to spread it around. I listened to Monday morning. I like listen to Lex Friedman. I listened to Tim Dillon. I, I listened to everyone. Um, bad friend. There's so many, there's so many great, you know, podcasts. It's unfortunate. I don't have like multiple brains and sets of ears to, to listen and watch them all, but I've been did a block of Rogan recently, and he was talking about how Canada now you have to have a podcasting license. Like, bro, uh, uh, Canada is like um, Diet America. Do you understand? Like, shit is going to be a slippery fucking slope, right? And governments may start putting these, especially first world governments, um, may start implementing these things because they, this Assange shit is going to make them puff up. Oh, yeah, we can jail this motherfucker. We can just say it's espionage. We don't have to give him the definition, which means he's not going to win, right? And other, other Western governments can be like, yeah, that looks kind of nice. Hey, you got to have a license to podcast now. Wait, I got to have a license to say words into my into my microphone? Yeah, you got to have a license to... You got to have a word license. That's basically it. You, you got to have a word license. You can't say words unless we give you a license. That's what they're doing in fucking Canada. You have to fucking register your podcast. Um, slippery slopes are fucking real. And I, yeah, I just found out about that on the Rogan show. I didn't know that was going on in Canada, but like if they bring him here, if it's successful, bro, it's, it's kaputs. It's the end of news. It's uh, for everybody, right, left. Even if you don't agree, Chelsea Manning's out. You, did you think maybe he revealed secrets or blah, blah, blah. You know what? Stop towing the line. Don't lick the boot for this one. This one, you're going to have to sit out the boot licking. Okay. If you're in corporate media or what have you, if you talk shit about Assange before, guess what? I think he'll fucking forgive you if you vouch for him now. 
Because, see, that's the thing about talking shit about someone. If you find out you were wrong about talking shit about that person, it's kind of hard to stop talking shit because you've already invested, like, this is my position. And everyone's a fucking absolutist now. They just act like they can't change their fucking mind. No one's a goddamn grown-up anymore. Um, But there's people in the media who are like, you have to understand, they've already planted their flag here. Well, you know what? I think he'll fucking forgive you. Do you know what I'm saying? This is for all of us. We are all fucking Julian Assange right now. Everybody in the news media, it's going to be a fucking slippery slope. And once they fucking get this dude, the government's going to start thinking their dick is 10 fucking feet long. They're going to think they're fucking Drake, homie. They're going to think they're fucking Drake stroking their shit, thinking they can just throw that shit around. You understand? Oh, yeah. Hey, if you're a musician, maybe talk about freedom of Assange. You know, freedom of speech, there's a lot of that shit that you will have to say in music. Would you, you know what I'm saying? It's going to affect everything. Do you understand? I can't stress this enough. He's going through the final, hey, are we going to uh, um, um, extradite this dude, etc. Just can't let it happen. He served enough fucking jail time. They should make him like Kevin Mitnick. If you guys don't know about Kevin Mitnick, they just made it so he couldn't fucking touch a computer for like the next four years um, and what have you because they understand how influence cycles work, etc. But you have to understand this Julian Assange shit affects literally everyone. Um, so just just follow him. It literally takes no calories to tap with your finger the follow button to WikiLeaks, whether you're on fucking X uh, or on Facebook or on Instagram or what have you. How many calories does it ta- ta- take to type in WikiLeaks with your fucking keyboard right now and, and hit follow? And then whenever you see them in your feed, just, just hit, don't even think about it. All they're talking about is bringing Assange home. They're not talking about anything that's going to make you look silly. Um, nothing. What they do want to focus on is bringing Assange home and just fucking hit the repost button whenever you see it, just as a knee jerk. All right. We need to amplify the signal. I cannot stress this enough. Like, even if you talk shit, even if you're in corporate meeting, you said, hey, well, he affected truth, troops and blah, blah, blah. Like some of these people are saying, cool. Well, the person who actually gave him the information is out of jail quite some time now for quite some fucking time now. And I mean, Obama didn't seem like it was a big fucking deal. So maybe it's okay for you to change your mind. And if you need to reverse your position and you're afraid of what that might look like, just be like, I understand what I said about Assange maybe here in the past, if you're an anti-Assange person. But what will happen is he cannot defend himself against espionage charges because it's up for interpretation. And if that slippery slope happens, we won't get it back. Just like our privacy from after the fucking Patriot Act got signed and literally the we lost our Fourth Amendment right. It's just gone. It's just gone. Every day you wake up, the NSA exists. Okay, the Fourth Amendment is gone. You understand? They took that away. It only took them 20 years, right? It's normal. People don't even care. Oh, yeah, well, the government listens to everything, I guess. That's not normal, and that's not okay. It's weird how quickly we normalize not having fucking privacy. That's cool. People have have gizmos. Doesn't mean you get to fucking point them at me, bitch. Um, the same thing will happen in the First Amendment. Your podcast... Who the fuck knows? It'll be a slippery fucking slope. We are already in what they call post-capitalist uh, society, which is basically not capitalism now, right? They just can't say it because neo-feudalism sounds bad, right? Just like how they called uh, poor brown people insurgents so you didn't feel like they were murdering innocent brown people across the other side of the world during the uh, 
the Middle Eastern conflicts, right? The war on terror. They just called them insurgents. They just changed the name. It doesn't change the fact that it's just a poor, innocent person. But if they call it something that it's other than its actual name, they can get away with it. We're in post-capitalism now, what they call it? Oh, yeah, postmodern capitalism. It's not. It's neo-feudalism now. So we live in a we live in the beginnings of a new feudalist system, right? So we already got neo-feudalism happening. Feudalism, you understand? <laughs> feudalism is we're we're beginning a new era in neo-feudalism, right? It's called post-capitalism. The fuck? Or 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 yeah? Uh, uh, no. So we're entering a neo-feudalism era. Our Fourth Amendment is fucking gone, and they're about to call free speech and journalism espionage. And that's completely up to the definition of the U.S. government. How can this not be about you if you make podcasts about hockey, if you make fucking news programs about sports betting, if it's about everyone, if you have shit to say, if you're a musician, bro, you want to say whatever the fuck you want in your rap lyrics. What if you talk shit about a fucking president or whatever? And they might say that's espionage. I don't know, because it's up to the definition of the... It's up to the government to determine that, right? Literally, that's the precedent. Did you? A lot of people don't know that. The government just gets... It's going to be in a... His court It's going to be in a sealed room. There's going to be no cameras. Nothing, right? And they're just going to be like, we say this is a crime because we say this is a crime. Well, there's no definition of it. Well, we just say it is. And whatever the definition is, what we consider, we consider. And that's it. That'll be the end of that motherfucker story. And then they're going to start coming after us. Just like Canada. And you have to, now you have to register your fucking podcast. You have to register your mouth. Think about it. So follow this dude. Okay? Even if you talk shit about him, I'm pretty sure he'll fucking forgive you. Okay? This is about you right now. Okay? This ain't about if you previously... It's not about towing the fucking line. Um, and you have to come out and... Defend this motherfucker if they bring him here. This is about all of us. All of us are this fucking Julian Assange right now. We're all on trial, okay? Because they're about to define the First Amendment, which is fucking protected journalism. Um, you know, right? It's freedom of press. They're now trying to define that, and whatever they decide is espionage, right? And then they'll bring it in after an espionage. It'll be like. They were fighting words. You know what I'm saying? They were anti they they they, they were anti-establishmentarianism. Like it's gonna go from espionage to anti-establishmentarianism to anti-American to fucking fighting word. Like it's the slope is gonna you're gonna we're gonna slide down that bitch. We cannot let this happen. We cannot let this happen. You know what I'm saying? This is like the fucking Armageddon moment with Bruce Willis. You know what I'm saying? Bless his heart. It's, it sucks to see what's unfortunate, what's going on with Bruce Willis. But it's our Armageddon, homie. Do you know what I'm saying? Fucking, uh, uh, um, don't want to close my eyes. You know what I'm saying? That shit is playing in the background right now. This is our fucking moment. It's everybody in media. It doesn't matter what you do. You know what I'm saying? If you're a com- if you're a comedian, if you're a fucking comedian, bro, it's the First Amendment. It's on trial. Fucking comedians. Come on comedians, musicians, the first amendment fucking matters to you. If you have a podcast, if you make media, if you make memes, if you make comics, if you have, if you follow and if you make commentary on shit, like every single one of us, I can't stress enough. I feel like I've beaten this horse, but I really wanted to hit every nook and cranny of this idea. So you understand how fucking important it is. Just follow, just follow their accounts. 
right? Maybe you're not an activist type. Just it'll take it'll take five calories, right? To fucking type in WikiLeaks on whatever your favorite social media platform is, hit the follow button, and then every time you see their shit in your fucking feed, you just hit repost. That's it. That's it. All right? You don't even have to be an activist. And literally all of it is just bring us on home. Okay? There's no other messages. There's nothing you're going to look back and be like, oh, that's going to look kind of weird. It's not. It's not. It's just going to be for all of us. All of us. The First Amendment. You understand? It's going to affect all of us. Sports journalism. Podcasters fucking comedians, musicians, all of us use our fucking mouths to express our ideas. This is the beginning of a fucking epic avalanche. I wouldn't even call it a slippery slope. I'd call it a, a, a an avalanche. And there's already Western governments, like I said, with this podcast shit, they're already puffing up. Yeah, bro. Yeah, espionage. And you know what? You gotta, you gotta register your fucking, you gotta, you gotta register your fucking face hole in Canada now. Okay, use your face hole. You got to register your face hole. You got to register for a fucking podcast. Crazy. So, free Assange. Um, can't stress that enough. Yeah, the shit I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, also very important. If you know somebody in the intelligence community or you're private in sector or what have you, just know they're tricking people or they could be. It's a speculation, but it was communicated to me and they asked me if I would talk about it. I said, hell yeah, in a second. And they're tricking these people, kind of like that Cappy Gilmore shit, the ninth at nine. Um, and then they just, that's a way of them getting rid of somebody. And now they don't have to worry about somebody leaking. And then it's also just like with Assange, it's a fucking commercial to other people. So just free Assange and, you know, pay attention. And if you're leaking shit and all of a sudden plans change or what have you, like... I just be weary, be weary. Anyways, I know this was kind of a little avant-garde of a podcast, but I hope this, uh, I'm Stephen Beckman. I'm the chief executive fucking nobody, big nobody of the Mesh News Project. Check us out at meshnews.org. Check out our latest film, 2030 Vision, obey.exe. Um, you can catch the new film. I'll put the link inside the description. Of, of this podcast, believe it or not, and you can just tap the link and watch it on YouTube. We're getting some traction on on Twitter. We got a couple thousand views on Twitter now. I can't advertise it. I just can't. They're not letting me on any platforms. This is how censorship works, bro. They don't want me to gain a following. They don't want get people to embrace me. They don't want to let people let me. They don't want. They're they're trying to sully my name to independent media, so they don't have me on their podcast, or whatever. So I can show them, hey, look, this is how this works. This is why all this is bullshit. Um, like they're trying to make sure I don't have a fucking voice. I don't make any money from this. I make zero dollars. I make a giant fucking goose egg on any of this. All right, I'm just trying to save my own life and make sure people who committed a crime, a bunch of nasty crimes, they're not even going to go to jail. But they're at least their crimes should be known. None of these people are going to go to jail, okay? Because they did crimes on behalf of the government, all right? They're not going to jail. Kind of like how, you know, George Bush does war crimes, but if you report on those war crimes, then you go to jail like Julian Assange for some reason. And then all of a sudden, it's espionage. Um, but uh, yeah, I make no money on this. All I'm trying to do is gain exposure 
so I'm, I can get my life back to normal and I want to at least shine a light on these crimes so people know these crimes exist. None of these people are going to go to jail, but the, their crimes should be advertised. What happened, etc. Um, We can't let them control the narrative. And my health is fucking dwindling, bro. My fucking body, bro. My, my insides, like, shit is changing. Literally. Best way I can put it. You don't know the side effects of ra- constant radiation poisoning. Um, so, and I'm sorry, but I just, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I need, I, I, we, I need to get this shit out. And so, you know, share the film if you can. I, I did, a, I, I, I fucking, you know, I'm getting a lot better at this filmmaking shit. Long form content is a, totally different than making short term, like sh- digital content for like clients and stuff like that. It's, you know what I'm saying? When you're doing long form content. Um, and it's really good. Uh, 2030 vision obey.exe. The first episode is called planned obsolescence. I'm gonna leave the link in the, in the, uh, in the description free Assange and you know, um, stay, you know, uh, you know, if you're in the intelligence community, watch your back. If you're leaking or maybe giving people little hints, hints or what have you fucking just watch your back know that you could be tricked into doing something and you might be trying to make it look natural, what have you, and they're trying to trick you into a, a thing, and that could be a thing. I'm not playing my flag on it, but it's enough for me to communicate to you to maybe look both ways. Anyways, I hope this message finds you. My name is Stephen Beckman. I'm the uh, chief executive nobody of the Mesh News Project, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble. I want to thank you for listening as we pull back the curtain. Now, we are a zero-profit news project, not a 5013C nonprofit, but a zero-profit passion project. We don't make money doing this at all. So we don't have sponsors, but we do endorse necessities and organizations that are worth your time and money. So, you know, whether you're a target of COINTELPRO or just one of the 55,000 plus listeners to the podcast, I recommend getting yourself a Faraday bag. That's F-A-R-A-D-A-Y. A Faraday bag or a Faraday sleeve for your mobile device. They make Faraday backpacks and phone sleeves and even sleeves to put your key fobs in so you can put your laptops and your tablets and all sorts of things in these bags at different sizes. And, you know, especially for the key fobs, because as key fobs become more and more smarter, you know, your car keys, um, who knows what kind of tracking tech can be used maliciously in your car key fobs. So they actually make those as well. Uh, there are many brands. I don't recommend, I don't, and you know, recommend a particular brand. They all do the same thing, but there are brands out there called Mission Darkness, uh, Hadoofy, that's H-O-D-U-F-Y. Um, Silent Pocket is another brand name, just to name a few. They all work the same, but they have different stitching and features and price points. So whatever brand you choose, you need to get yourself one as the security state is continuing to violate the Constitution and your God-given American rights to privacy. It's not about if you have nothing to hide. It's about the principle that the Fourth Amendment is not conditional. Now, Did you know the Department of Homeland Security can put you on a domestic terror watch list just for homeschooling your kids outside the brainwashing and dumbed-down public school system? That's 100% a fact. Because of this, you know, I want to endorse the Ron Paul homeschool system. And you can find it at at ronpaulhomeschool.com. It teaches your kids in domestic terror, such as critical thinking, comprehension, high-standard education that surpasses the public school systems. 
And in levels above like third grade, I'm pretty sure the system is entirely video-based and automated online. So it doesn't require mommy and daddy to be full-time teachers. They can do this from a desk in their room on like an inexpensive Chromebook. While you can still grow like a home-based business, have a grandparent or childcare monitor uh, monitor their day-to-day or whomever you see fit. And then allow them to have the important social stimulus at like an after-school program like the Boys and Girls Club, dance, sports, MMA, whatever. But overall, it's time for this country to raise thinkers and doers, not sheep and robots that reinforce the status quo, which is why I cannot enough recommend the Ron Paul homeschool system. Um, In addition to this, the Mesh News Project would like to recommend to families becoming a member of a mosque, a temple, or a Christian church. Even if you don't know what you believe or you don't believe anything at all, what public schools don't teach you is ethics. That's where church comes in. In many degree programs in higher education, there's often a course called ethics, but that's in higher education. You know, like business ethics, medical ethics, judicial ethics, etc. Where school where, where school teaches public school just teaches education, not even that well. Church fulfills the portion that's not covered in schools, and that is human ethics. So not only do churches provide ethics trainings for your kids, but it also gives them social interaction within the environment of high ethics. So even if you're not a believer, have that discussion with your kids, just like you did with Santa Claus. You know, this is overall, it's just an imperative ingredient for raising good people. And when they turn 18, tell them they can do whatever they want. But until then, their ass belongs to Jesus. And finally, we would also like to endorse, you know, shit hits the fan skills, like learning basic home and auto repair, uh, learning how to do food and water storage. You can learn all that stuff like on YouTube and learn 3D printing and, you know, 3D printing for parts, etc., or even for firearms. You have to understand, you know, the pandemic really opened our eyes to, you know, the, the country could short, shut down in just the littlest of time. And you may not have access to many resources. Banks might be shut down. You know, who knows? But with 3D printing, you can go online to like places like the Gatalog. That's G-A-T, like Gats, Gatalog.com. And they, can t- they teach you everything about 3D printing your own firearms. And they're legal. It's legal. It's within the law. It's not illegal. They're not ghost guns. Um, it's legal within the law or they wouldn't be able to exist Go to the catalog and other online resources. And, you know, also if things shut down, you might need to print things like parts, replacement parts, whatever. So 3D printing, absolutely. Um, Aside from basic like food and water storage skills and home and auto repair skills is an imperative. Um, It's just like insurance. You know what I'm saying? You pay insurance for your car and your home, etc. Just in case you need skills that are insurance. Now, Mesh News is a zero-profit production. And you can find out more about us at meshnews.org. And I recommend watching our annual documentary, 2030 Vision. You can find it at the front page of our website. That's meshnews, M-E-S-H-N-E-W-S dot org. Now, if you take anything away from this podcast, I want you to understand, like gospel, it's not red versus blue, brown versus white, LGBTQ versus breeders, or you versus your neighbors. It's always been and always will be the haves versus the have-nots. You are the only thing that's real. Narratives are the delusions. Fear 
love, and time is the only currency. I'm Stephen Beckman, and I hope this message finds you as I broadcast from San Diego from deep inside the filter bubble.